listening to episode 288 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this one, we are celebrating America's birthday. So join us as we talk about some of the heroes and villains that call the USA their home. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by comicbookclick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. What's up everybody, it's John Escudero, aka Yogi. You people can't see, but Yogi has his hand over his heart, it's oh, a yeah. very special special day here today uh as of recording it is america's birthday it is the fourth of july a celebration of all things america with explosions and hot dogs and uh bikinis which is always great um are do you I, celebrate privately mr yogi hey, is this a, I, is this a holiday that <laughs> i like i you? like any excuse to barbecue I'm, it's my That's, thing i like to barbecue i really like to barbecue uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was gonna ask, and maybe you know, I don't, I actually realized that I don't know when I, I thought about it earlier. Is this the day they named it America too? Like, <laughs> was I it- wonder, I wonder, like they, I, it, I was always under the impressions that this is, this was the Americas, like they already okay uh, counted that on the map. But when <laughs> did <laughs> we? I'm going to look it up because I'm very interested <laughs> in that as well. Um, yeah, no, yeah. So they named the new lands America in uh, some dude did it in on his map in 1507. So they they've like been calling it the America. Yeah, they've been <laughs> calling it the Americas for a while. And then we were just like, we, we're the United States of America. And we uh, threw all the tea in the in the water and um we said everyone's going to be free and just, and some of that worked out, some of that didn't. <laughs> but I decided that with this holiday looming over us, um, it'd be cool to talk about some of the more patriotic um, characters that are in comic books. I say characters because initially I thought I was just going to have a whole host of heroes, but I think there's a certain amount of villains yeah. that exemplify yeah. or are even super into being proud of being yeah. American. And then definitely some teams uh, that that make their stake in in protecting or defending America. Um, so I guess I want to ask you, who do you think we should start off with first as a beacon of America? Cap over on the Marvel side or Superman? Well, I, mean, I feel like the guy with America in his name is probably <laughs> going to get the the headline here at least today. Yeah, Meanwhile, that's true. That's poor true. Old, uh, this poor old Uncle Sam over in DC <laughs> who just gets no love. He's Absolutely, like, literally, like the, literally the literally Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. <laughs> uh, with DC, I guess kind of it was already in the name before it was DC Comics. It was National Publications, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. And at the time, Superman gets created in 1938, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, we're on the cusp of World War. Two, the um, sequel. Yes, <laughs> the, the Electric Boogaloo of Wars, and obviously, 
he's basically you know red he's red white and yellow which will become a very popular color scheme <laughs> for other people yeah. that are uh, that sounded like i was saying something mean about him yeah. <laughs> he's red white and yellow <laughs> um <laughs> but basically superman is given the immigrant story uh, of being someone not from America, but somebody who loves America so much that he'll do anything to defend it, um, anything to show it off. He's proud of uh, his American roots. They literally put him like he was, he crash landed in a very small town, farm boy life. Um, how do you feel about what Superman means to the whole American experience? And um, do you think that story still holds up? Yeah, I know that story absolutely holds up. I mean, consider consider the place it was coming from, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 100% it's going to hold up. Even now where they've like expanded it to just be more than American, it's like representing uh the immigrant experience everywhere in you know, all over the earth. It's still, you know, it's still uh America is still part of the earth. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I don't buy the whole uh, Kill Bill, you know, he's making fun of Americans by being Clark, Clark Kent thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't see. I never even considered it that way. I'm not sure why. Like, why? Where that comes <laughs> from? I, right. I, why would people think that? But I guess anything to complain. Of. So what's, let's talk about the all-American boy, Clark Kent. Football player, right? Did he play football in all the... I feel like it's I'm not sure if it's all if it's every single continuity because there's been enough, yeah. but I know a lot of them he uh, at least tried it. There's a lot yeah, of I, there's there's a lot of images of young Clark running with a football in Smallville. And leaves the small town for the big city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh works in the newspaper. What's more American than that? <laughs> Working to put truth and justice on paper over there in Metropolis. Gets with a slick talking city girl. <laughs> you know, he's, he's the American, my man's the American dream. And like you were talking about before, there was, I, I don't remember at the time what the, what the public response is. So if you do, uh, let me know. But that was one of the big things that happened recently. Um, Superman, you know, you think of truth, justice, and the American way. I mean, this was literally a catchphrase they gave the character. It was written in many of his comics. And uh, they decided to kind of expand his love and appreciation to the globe, which makes sense. Um, it would be incredibly terrifying if the most powerful superhero was just about America uh, above all else. Um, I got a great that... story about that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you see, it's called The Dark Knight Returns, and I'd like to, it's a, it's a little <laughs> a little known a little known story. It may be a little underrated. It doesn't get talked about enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, let's try to make some like adaptations, animation or something, you know? Get that, get that word out there. Maybe get skip too far. Do a movie. <laughs> so, do you think? Do you think that um, Miller, Frank Miller, saw Superman as being like that kind of tyrannical version of America? I I feel like even if he didn't see uh, him as being written that way, it's something that he could become. Like that trajectory, he saw that how America-centric the character was. And logically, if something this powerful on Earth is America-centric, the government will take advantage. <laughs> They'll take advantage. I'm sorry. That's just what's going to yeah. happen, you know? Uh, so it was more too- like a... I was going to say like a cautionary tale. But, I mean, people know like 
people oh it's like the well-known joke like frank miller hates superman and that's why he did it but no i feel like that was a really that was a really uh profound way to look at things it wasn't just as simple as i hate superman uh superman i'm gonna make him a bad guy it was like you know it was a commentary on the character if anything right and i think another thing that makes that interesting is that he's not portrayed as a um even though he's basically working at the behest of the government he's not seen as like a government drone or anything like we still care about him because he still cares about our ideals and i think that's the slippery slope right so long as he's quote unquote working in our best interest it doesn't really matter what he does what we don't see that he does (laughs) for the country because he shows up there with that big big ass eagle uh, in that one panel, I'll never forget him standing in that Captain Morgan stance with the big bald eagle. Oh my god! And the and the tear just in the wind. The sun, it's like the, the most American thing ever. And he's just a little shirt blowing in the wind. It's <laughs> a great panel, though. No, it is. It's it's so good. Um, ironically, I think that somebody that can be seen as maybe not patriotic, but just as much the vision of the American dream is, is Lex Luthor. <laughs> I yeah. feel like Lex Lex is the everyman. It, it, he just doesn't see it that way. Like, I wish someone could just put a mirror to this man's face. He um, b- basically came from nothing. Uh, his father, obviously, you know, worked in businesses and stuff like that. But Lex prides himself on being primarily self-made and um innovative and a capitalist which is something that we love here in this country um am (laughs) i off base by saying (laughs) which is something we love here in this country (laughs) (laughs) am i am i off base by saying that lex is kind of an uh, also a different characterization of the same country no he really is i mean he's he's straight up 100 percent represents a side of america you can see him he's like a walking skyscraper you know like yeah i don't mean that in a physical sense i mean he feels like a (laughs) a presence like the presence of a of a city (laughs) i don't know how to explain that no totally yeah yeah he's his own flag he waves his own flag (laughs) you know like he's his own uh yeah there's a reason why he became president he literally became president at one point, he right? Pulled his bootstraps up. Is that, that's what he I'm would say. You, he put the avocado up, toast away. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he pulled himself up by his bootstraps, by his million-dollar uh, inherited bootstraps. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that's what's always made those two interesting in my book, is that Clark kind of wants to be what lex is just a normal man kind of just you know doing the best he can for humanity etc and so forth but it's lex's jealousy that he can never be um superman that kind of drives him to do some of the more nefarious things that he does you gotta say america's got a bit of an ego (laughs) so i feel like we got some of that from lex as well um but yeah i i like superman for what he represents here um obviously there's some problematic world war ii propaganda stuff <laughs> uh with him and some japanese uh soldiers etc and so forth um it these characters especially some of these earlier ones were almost primarily created for this propaganda for this wartime propaganda 
Um, and that, that they kind of stood the test of time because of that, because of the, these origin or the origin in places like this. One of the other things I think about when I think of all these different um, sort of patriotic covers, you know, punching Hitler in the face, et cetera, and so forth is Wonder Woman as well. Um, Wonder Woman was another character uh, born in, in Themyscira, raised as an Amazon, yet all of her gear is American. <laughs> like all of her outfit is modeled she after America. A flag. Yeah, she just has flag underwear and, and a big gold eagle on the chest um, and would eventually be somebody who on the front of many covers was entertaining soldiers for the fight uh, unlike characters like superman and even cap like she's totally down for the fight she's totally down for um <laughs> uh doing whatever it takes for her side to win um and we were certainly on that when she was created she was created in 1941 so again starting the beginnings of world war ii um and pretty badass i mean the, the girl literally was created to like block bullets all wartime bullets like all like you know like uh i think distinctively of that scene in the film of no man's land like that's an incredible <laughs> i guess it's not just an american scene but you know yeah. in one of our roughest think, wars no i was gonna say i think of um i think of new frontier where, where when i think of when oh yeah her affiliation well not her affiliation with america but how much she represents america because while she does i feel like they they uh her her thing above above all is compassion yeah. and that's kind of the ideal we want to strive towards as americans right. and i uh i remember in new frontier where her compassion for some of the women in vietnam ends up leaving her estranged from the government because uh she's too compassionate but yeah, yeah i just thought her i just thought of while superman might represent the good old boy and Re and Lex represents the old city boy. Then Wonder Woman kind of represents the ideal, you know, <laughs> like yeah. what we could be, what we want to be. <laughs> yeah, and in more be. ways than one, because at a time she was exhibiting an independence that not even women had, <laughs> real women had at yeah. the time when, when she was created. So you want to talk about an ideal? Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that was penned um, in her early stuff were were things that women they weren't put on the front lines like that or they weren't promoted as um being like you said equal parts strong and vicious but also compassionate also having a hard empathy um that that became the full scope of things when it when you know the introduction of both superman and wonder woman they com complemented each other so well in that sense that you could almost see her as being almost a little bit of the softer side of him but when i think of her i think of somebody who's just ready to get it on if push yeah. came to shove yeah <laughs> um and uh it's funny and even in, in 1943 william marston her creator wrote not even girls want to be girls so long as our feminine archetypes lack force strength and power <laughs> now not wanting to be girls they don't want to be tender submissive peace loving as good women are women's strong qualities have become despised because of their weakness the obvious remedy is to create a feminine character with all the strengths of Superman plus all the allures of a, I'm going to put these in quotations, good and beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> a good and beautiful woman. Hey, 
That good, that good stuff always, you know, that I always kind of listen. That just tells one of the good ones. That just tells me that he doesn't. You don't have to be beautiful to be good in the eyes of William Marston. Okay, yeah, (laughs) you gotta be. You can be good and beautiful. You can be beautiful and bad. I guess. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so many, so many different facets. Um, obviously, it's through characters like that got super popular in the same year. That Wonder Woman is created is the same year that the JSA is created. The Justice Society of America. Um, huge team. Uh, one of the first ever in comics. Mega team. And we don't have a JSA now, do we? Like a on Earth, on our Earth JSA? Uh, How is that working right comics, now? Because I feel like... comics, they've been put back... Um, in the past of uh, the main earth is you know they had been separated and earth two and then they got placed in the past when there was only one and then the multiverse came back and it was like well what's on earth two and then we find out a new 52 they have their own version of it so i right. think that a version of that new 52 earth two still exists there where the jsa is like the old dudes the previous generation and that's <laughs> uh, that's kind of the way i like it I like yeah. them to be the previous generation. I like. I love the legacy stuff about DC Comics. Oh, so totally. That's how. I like. Do you th- uh, do you think that there is a utility in a just an American based Justice League? Yeah, I, I I feel like the just the word America. It was just part of that. You know that push. The branding. Out, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Justice yeah. Society of America. America was just like. <laughs> The thing, like we, we were, we turned America into a fad during the war. We like being yeah, a patriot yeah. was like the thing to be. Okay, <laughs> that's how you made your money too. All those comics were just the most patriot. I mean, I mean, some of them were like, I mean, I guess like, what would you consider problematic, right? Because they were like, they were like really, really against not only the war but like, <laughs> like there was some weird depictions of the people that lived in the countries. That these yeah. wars yes, were yes. happening in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's very important in the war to establish the enemy as the other. You know, kind of yeah. dehumanize them so that people have less compassion for the enemy abroad. And uh, with some of these, yeah, they went. They they did that to, to great lengths. Um, and eventually, I mean, I think every what ten ish years, twenty ish years, we're in war. So. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think the propaganda hit as hard as when it when it was World War Two. Like even with the Vietnam stuff, like they they start getting a little bit hip to social uh, yeah. situations, you know, once they start getting out of the uh, golden age. Uh, I think it, the writers, it, it, too, the writers were younger. Uh, the writers were of the time and they kind of wanted to they kind of wanted to say something. In their stories, you know, the seventies come around. This is also that first generation that grew up as fans of comics. Too. So, like, they right. were they they wanted to use these characters to say something. It's the it's the era of saying something. That yeah. wasn't always that wasn't always like the best move, though. If you remember, like, uh, no, <laughs> Wonder Woman uh, getting turned into uh, a, a, like a ultra spy icon. <laughs> was that when she was like a like a British spy? Like when she was rocking, rocking all the yeah, all the British clothing and stuff like that. Stripped her of all her powers and gave her like a a, a male master. It was oh like yes, a, that's not. It was a, it was very uh, 
well intended, but not very well done. <laughs> when you think of the JSA, who in that do you think America? Oh, uh, when I think of JSA, and I think I, I kind of think of them all at the table, just kind of loving America. But then when I think of today's JSA, I think of Star Girl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> straight yeah, up. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, she's a walking flag. I mean, it's 100%. hard not to. Some, some of the people will be talking about it literally just, yeah, like you said, just walking flags. No, I think JSA, I see them all sitting at that table with the flag on in the center of it. And they were just like a slice of Americana at the time. Yeah, they feel like, obviously, they're all in the same um, medium. But it feels like our folk tales like it's a table yeah. of johnny appleseed yeah. and paul bunyan and you know like these are these are the early uh stories that we created and having all these characters being able to sit at the same table and literally interact with one of each other one another was a novel idea back then um and we were a country trying to come together to uh deal with all the issues that this country has so you know it was a, it was a novel idea at the time um i obviously think of uh star girl i think of liberty bell who i don't know much about but she's always in those pictures <laughs> um jay garrick just feels super american to me like old school scientist <laughs> super american um and then one of the people that i also think about when i think about america or at least somebody who had the ball so even kind of sort of see where else it could have gone from the jsa is green arrow um a character oh, God, that I yeah I completely miscast. I feel like if you just kind of read um, or even watch Arrow in a way, I feel like Arrow kind of even got away from from what the comic book uh, Green Arrow. I always I, say, if you watch Arrow, people are I, like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I always say like, like I love, like I love Arrow. Like, uh, uh, unashamed to say that I love that show with all its ups and downs, but. Uh, there's arrow and there's the green arrow and they are two different people <laughs> like they are very stephanie mel's arrow is really not the oliver queen that is in the comics at all right at right. all he's he's got a like a locked on revenge boner in the yeah. show he has been done wrong and he will do whatever it takes to be made whole whereas uh the green arrow that i've known to love in the comics is a person of extraordinary wealth, but who has seen uh, some of the worst things that not only that wealth can do, but how society can um, really help people fall through the cracks, which leads to things like crime that he's trying to solve. So instead of like seeing it at the macro level that there's just crime, he's willing to dissect what makes crime, what, how do these people get in these kind of positions? And I think that's what makes him stand out. Um, besides everybody else who are kind of just um they're treating the disease but he's looking at the symptoms he's he's realizing how um certain disenfranchised populations and stuff like it was super cool how much of a and now it's a dirty term but how much of a social justice warrior he was at the time a bleeding um, heart liberal a bleeding heart liberal That's and then he ends up getting buddy buddy comics <laughs> he ends up buddying up with uh john stewart you know Oh, yeah. John Stewart, uh, you know, one of DC's most prominent black characters, uh, would also come to kind of, 
show a different aspect of his existence as a black man in America and kind of put Ali in issues on occasion. Those two, that run is known as a very uh, socially conscious run of those comics. And it stopped just being about waving the flag, but, you know, can the flag get any better? Which I think uh, is super interesting. Um, so we did some DC stuff. Let's talk about Cap for a second. Because Captain America created in 1940 by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, not for Marvel, but for Timely Comics at the time. Obviously, a propaganda <laughs> tool, literally wearing the American flag, punching Hitler in the face. What was your first um, idea or I guess your first uh, impression of Captain America? And when did you realize that he could be more than just a literally a mascot? Uh, my introduction to Captain America was really funny because I had, I I what I had the Marvel versus Capcom two where he was just okay a, yeah he was just a dude with a shield and he fought very well and then uh, I kind of seen him here and there and eventually I read my first real Captain America book was uh Ed Brubaker's run so what Ooh. what eventually becomes known as the Winter Soldier so I kind of. Yeah. Like I never, I don't think I ever got a chance to see Captain America as like some folksy, uh, shallow <laughs> character. Like the first time I dove in, it was like this deep espionage story and this dark past that's come back to haunt him. And it's like, God, this is great. And it's so, it is very America because of all the, what was it written? Early 2000s, we were talking about. Oh, like, bro, Patriot this is Patriot Act. Act. Yeah, bro, this is yeah. all Patriot Act stuff, man. This is all a uh, spy thriller you know yeah. uh, jack reacher one man yeah, trust yeah. the government kind of you know yeah. kind of stuff. it was it was top notch and i mean that's the cat that's my foundational level captain america so everything else gets built off of that like it's fun he's yeah he represents what america should be not what america <laughs> is never what america is only what it should be i think that's extremely important when talking about the character because um that's what made him popular to me i always saw the character as just america <laughs> you know like yeah um he came at a time or you know I, I got into comics at a time where there was a distinct um typecasting of every super team ever like i'm talking about in animation uh you know power rangers ninja turtles all that and it was always there's some squeaky clean leader who's kind of whack like he's kind of he's kind of just like too nice too squeaky clean too by the book to be cool and then you have somebody on the team who's super cool <laughs> you know who doesn't care yeah it is what yeah. it is and cap was always shown to be kind of a bit of a wet blanket like he wasn't wolverine you know he wasn't punisher he wasn't these other characters that were go to the extremes and at a time where that was selling he kind of fell by the wayside. You saw they tried to re heroes reborn him, and it wasn't you know it, was, it wasn't great. I only um, ever think of the Rob Liefeld image. <laughs> that face, man. That chest. That chest. Um, <laughs> that chest. But I think what got him over for me, I hadn't read the Brubaker run yet, but it was Civil War. Um, I think honestly, if I would have read Civil War. And the roles were reversed. If 
Cap was super pro the Registration Act, I think I wouldn't be a fan of Captain America, <laughs> honestly, yeah. because I... he was already to me so by the book that when yeah. I heard about when I heard about the storyline i'm like oh of course cap's gonna be like no everyone needs to wear a, a a badge on their shoulder that says whether or not they're a superhero or not like i thought it was gonna get real bleak and dark and when he stands by what he believes america should be as you said earlier on and he literally um tells shield like no i'm not about this and jumps out of the helicarrier i was like oh wow so he could be this too he can stand for what america should be he doesn't always have to be unapologetically a patriot and i i think that that gave that character more layers but what i'm seeing in that moment are just echoes of bits of character development they've given the character before because he's famously dropped the captain america moniker when he felt like america wasn't about what he was about how do you feel about the uh, going back and hearing about this whole nomad of it all? I I I always like to hear that even in the past, writers were thinking about their country and their place in it and the things that get done in the name of it. And it's like because you know you get this idea that <clears throat> all this this social awareness is just something that the kids came up with, you know, like. It's like, yeah. no, this has been going on for decades, like for ages. Come on, like the the hippies are past like that's a a stereotype, like you know, like a pastish, they're fucking they're anti war man. Like that's been a thing forever. But uh yeah. we kind of take it more seriously now. But it was just cool to see that it was taken seriously by somebody back then, you know? Almost under like the dead of night like it's like you know yeah. like, I, I i have a hundred percent feelings that obviously the money in the beginning like i said back in the golden age back in the 40s the money is in war propaganda it just is we have our you know our brave men and women fighting overseas you have women um housewives having to fill in in other jobs because so many of us are are you know stretched so thin in this world war um it's easy and it's obvious what to make the material about then i think it's interesting that they then choose to pivot like you like we were just talking about like in the 70s and stuff like that and start talking about the other stuff because again we know where the money is they could have just kept doing it that way but even as a country you talk about vietnam vietnam was one of the first times people saw actual footage of what war looked like it's real easy to talk about what we're doing if no one can see what we're doing. If we can just be like, yep, we've sent the men and women over there and they're having a great time. Some of them might not come back, but trust me, it's for the <laughs> good. And when you see them being carted out, you know, screaming or, or wounded or the hosts of people, you know, with, um, a, you know, amputees and, 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 soldiers being buried all that kind of stuff really changed how america saw things it wasn't as cut and dry as we're the good guys fighting the bad guys all the time so it, they were smart to get ahead of that stuff um i don't see any of it as being overly uh what do you want to say um preaching heavy-handed 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 is <laughs> a good thing you know when you talk about heavy-handed we got to talk about um uncle sam <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam is a character created by Will Eisner, the famous Eisner. Um, 
he, quarterly he comics. Created, yeah, and he was created on on the quality comics um, on July of 1940. Uh, he has right superhuman. Did it yeah, come right. Out on the fourth of July or what? <laughs> it just says July. It has to be the fourth, right? <laughs> um, he he is um his <laughs> his notable aliases are Spirit of America, Father Time, um, Billy Yank, <laughs> which is <pretty> funny. <laughs> Billy Yank uh, gonna spank you. <laughs> yeah, Billy, get, don't get spanked by Billy Yank. Uh, superhuman strength, enhanced speed, and vulnerability, limited clairvoyance, yeah. size alteration, and uh, a, a, <laughs> the ability to transport himself and others to the heartland. He's pretty much the Superman of his Earth. I mean, when when they whenever the multiverse stuff is happening and he appears, he's pretty much like that leader of his people whoever the heck is in is with him in these stories that they tell much later on that probably didn't have anything to do with how they wrote him originally yeah the freedom <laughs> fighters that little team they gave yeah, him there you go that's right the freedom fighters i mostly remember them from crises they usually die yes <laughs> <laughs> yes it says that um his powers are said to be in direct proportion of the beliefs people have in the idea of the united states Wow, so that's that's Why? gonna be a bit dangerous. <laughs> How is he gonna show up? Like if he showed up today, yeah, it's not. Oh no, no, it's not he's, great stuff. He's a little angry. What's wrong with him? You know what? You, you know what's so weird? Like I, I, I've been in the military, so I've gotten like the purest of American. <laughs> I want to say propaganda, but um, what would be the word? Energy. Uh, 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 you know, all, all of the USA programming. Um, and I wish things were looked at a bit more in the Captain America sort of way in the sense that um, you can love something and still criticize it. Yeah, you can love you can you can love something and still want it to be better. Um, I feel like we're at a point now where we can't say anything about America or else we seem anti-American and it's created a subset of people who once called anti-American just dig their heels into the ground right because if I'm not <laughs> if you're saying that <laughs> because I want more freedoms or I want people to get treated less shittily that I'm not American then I guess I'm not and and then it's created the ones that are super pro-American to not see absolutely anything wrong with this country um, as people yeah. forget that being American you just kind of just have to be born here. <laughs> like that's the yeah. minimum requirement. Or you just yeah. have to move here and live here. Yeah. Like that's it. You just and have the, to come live here and now you're American. Like you a hundred percent. And the craziest thing about it is you have no say in that matter. Absolutely none. <laughs> Your birth was a gamble. Your the 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 gender you were born, the place you were born, and whom you were born to, all a roll of the dice. Uh and I get being proud of certain things, but we, we really got to see why <laughs> we really got to see why, because while you have some of these characters that like we were just talking about an entire, you know, justice society, um, you know, Wonder Woman, Cap, Superman, all these paragons, you know, the, the additional, like the Patriot, the shield, Liberty Bell and stuff for all those guys, then you have a nuke, right? And he doesn't get more patriotic oh, than Nuke. Because Nuke has 
an American flag tattooed on his face. Um, and he was super, I mean, it's anti-cap, right? Like super, um, pro-war, whatever it's, whatever it, it is to take our boys home. I remember, um, reading, I want to say it was Daredevil Born Again, where he just gets riled up because Kingpin just gives him a speech about how like no one cares about vets anymore guy. And like, you know, if, if it's not for me taking care of guys like you, no one would care about these vets. They don't care about whether or not we get our boys and girls home and all this other kind of stuff. And they're pumping him full of meds, big pharma. Like he is the worst of uh, what America is. Um, I think of him with the minigun just shooting people down in uh i want to say it's hell's kitchen in that comic yeah. um completely willing to do whatever or being point he he's what they mean when um the mandarin says like the red white and blue attack dog like he's so for everything america that there's no stopping him he doesn't really have a conscience when it comes to this kind of stuff which is why i thought it was interesting in one of the newer cap runs that they had those guys basically meet right Yes, they did. I want to say it was Rick Remender's run. That sounds some, right. Some of the some maybe it was it after the Dimension Z stuff. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, and because they had to make a point as to why these men are different, right? Uh, does Cap not care about the soldiers? Does does um, is he has he guy in a bit? This, you know, this illusioned with the american dream and it's like no he's just not a mindless <laughs> blinded uh blind patriot he he has to sort of see and care about the things around him as opposed to just taking whatever authority's word uh it is but i i always thought nuke was an incredibly interesting character because he trusts america a lot bro they point that man at a lot of things and he will go and do whatever the hell it takes <laughs> to get there. Um, similarly, there is a man on the DC side of things that is willing to do anything to maintain peace, even kill women and children to do so. A man who's been recently, <laughs> uh, <laughs> recently promoted a lot, uh, creation of Charlton Comics, Peacemaker. Are you surprised with how much uh, Peacemaker has been able to, I guess, be reinvented as almost a <laughs> anti-Captain America nowadays? Yeah, and no, I love to see it. I would love to see it because, you know, he'd been overshadowed and eclipsed by the comedian from Watchmen for so long. Which was a, like, like a parody of him, right? That was the whole Yeah, movie. it was 100%. <laughs> it, it was him. It was him reimagined to a uh, legally safe version. <laughs> not legally safe but editorially safe right 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 <laughs> but uh yeah. so it's cool it's so cool to see him come back into <laughs> back into the spotlight like this there's some he'd been popped up in dc here and there the suicide squad or the invasion crossover in the 80s and stuff like that yeah they had brought back then they had done a story that took place in invasion times and he was like a main character in it recently and but uh this was the, Having casting him as John Cena and then giving him the spinoff and developing his character the way they did, he's freaking in the stratosphere. Yeah, I love how. Let let's let's face it, especially post nine eleven, 
America kind of sort of became a meme. <laughs> like, we just are now. Like, just that America stuff, right? Like, it, it's a meme at this point. People have jokes, even in this country, about what an uber patriot looks like. What somebody who is so blindly uh, allegiant to America looks like. And that's this guy. Um, just, like, the thing, his... um old-timey views on women and minorities all that kind of stuff i love that they have him here they kind of do something similar with soldier boy and um the boys but they have him here just to show how <laughs> starkly different americans and the idea of what a good american was back then compared to now and i think it's a reminder that needs to happen right uh, a good a good american would back then would tell on his russian neighbors or whatever right like they would be like they would they would they would uh make sure that the pools are segregated or whatever time period it was changes changes what yeah. a good american would have done at that time yeah um but yeah kind i love they i love that he's he's kind of america he's all guns he's all cursing he's all uh you know womanizing all muscles literally has a bald eagle yeah literally has a bald eagle um but what i also like is that they're going to lengths on the show to humanize him um it's one thing to memeify america i think that that's that's fine but it's a joke and so through the joke we kind of have to realize what <laughs> what problems <laughs> this country does have I, I think I mean not to really get not not to get into like America's problems, but I feel right, like right. with Peacemaker specifically, the idea is he is uh all these things, all these bad things, a bigot, a racist, a womanizer, all these things through ignorance and through yes. uh the way he was raised. And that is the case for pretty much every one of these people that isn't a grifter and isn't just saying things they don't believe in to rile up an audience or or a politician who's saying things they believe in to get the votes you know most of the people yeah. who believe the things that peacemaker believed in the beginning of his art they're generally ignorant they don't know any better they're really really stupid and it's not like it's all like i don't mean that like you're stupid you don't know anything like they are literally a no, they literally our, lack knowledge. Yeah, they literally lack you know? knowledge. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I love that they took the six episodes to teach this man. <laughs> like we teach this <laughs> freaking idiot through all the things that happened to him. You know, that, that there's a better version of himself out there. Because I feel like that's the same for, for pretty much all those really nasty bad people. Like I know the the the. The reflex is to just kick him in the mouth and just get out of my face. But it's like, at the same time, I just want to teach you stupid so that we can fix the world. <laughs> so you don't, you don't raise your kid like this, you know, so I don't have to teach him later on. I teach you now, you know, <laughs> like, I yeah, like, yeah. I really like that. I, I, I like that as well. I didn't even think about it that way that it, it took people having patience for his ignorance, you know, and, yeah. and ha you know, being able to walk him through what a proper mindset is or, or like you said just outwardly explain um he had such a closeted in more ways than one upbringing <laughs> that he wasn't yeah. experienced he wasn't experienced to other people's cultures or any of that kind of stuff the second that he got to spend with actual people that he probably never would have before his whole mind state changes um i i often think about people who have never left their small town 
yeah. and whose whose local news person has always told them what the truth is. And so if that person starts to say that this group is now problematic and are coming for you and everyone that you love, why not believe them? I can't see past my window, right? What's happening. So you're telling me there's aliens. I guess there's aliens. Um, and yeah, that's that's how a lot of people are getting their news. That's why a lot of people are digging their heels into the ground. They they have picked their side. It's just the weirdest thing is that both sides are against Americans. So <laughs> do we have to find a we have to find a better way in the middle. But yeah, I love how Peacemaker represents that, and more so, you know, they went into Christopher Smith's past, and we see that it's not great. He he hides a very dark past that he gets through with fake bravado, and not not to be that guy, but that's kind of America, isn't it? <laughs> like oh, I yeah. often I often think about. I actually had this conversation today, um, because this this holiday in general brings up a bunch of mixed emotions with different people, um, and I was just bringing up this idea that nothing means more to America than the story of America. The story of America is very good. Whether or not it's all real or true, you know, you talk that, you take that up with people that uh, you want to, but I think very similar to the Bible, um, it's an inspiring um, sort of, miracle story of a bunch of people who were persecuted coming to a place um and and you know putting their flag in the sand and saying this is going to be a place where everyone gets to be free and everyone gets to live happily and and so long as no one's bothering anybody else you get to do whatever you want and you get to get you know live the american dream and climb as high up this ladder that you want to that's a hell of a story it's a pretty damn good story um and in order to maintain that story, we've had to sort of ignore whole parts of everything else. Had to trim um, some edges. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way they and see it. it. I'm <laughs> and you know what I think about? I often think about like you, a humongous professional wrestling fan, right? And yeah. when you when you become that big of a fan, by proxy, you almost become that big of a historian, right? And you know more than anybody else how much sometimes the story means more than what the actual truth was, right? Like, oh, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> the more you Go learn, ahead, the more you realize that the stories you've been told are all coming from one perspective. Like, all, like all yeah. the versions of history you heard are coming from one perspective. So you probably should seek out the other side just so you can meet in the middle about what the facts are in your own brain. You know, right? And that, and that the the source in which the story is coming from is usually never at fault. They're oh, usually the, the biggest, smartest, <laughs> most innovative, you know, like they, you know, it's people be like, Oh, you know, uh, there was no uh, such thing as, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, as music and wrestling yeah. until the whole Hogan <laughs> came about. And it's like, no, no, that's not, uh, that's not I true. killed WCW. You can't kill somebody dead. who shot themselves. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> Exactly, a hundred percent. But the narrative, that story, is so important to the identity yeah. of these brands, and we have kind of, sort of, become a brand. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, America is more of a brand than anything. Half the things that get done here are like 
for a face, you know, for a bravado to keep to keep uh to keep face, yeah, <laughs> not to be redundant. One of the most um harrowing personifications of America. We were talking about brands. Let's talk about the seven. Let's talk about Vought. Let's talk about Homelander. <laughs> he's out here. Uh he's a man child, a bloodthirsty man child, created in a lab. Um literally always on the verge of some sort of mental breakdown or some some sort of vicious <laughs> out, outburst um but people are really seemingly liking what the boys is doing with this character and um his i guess critique of america now you famously don't really dig the boys comic correct yeah i mean it, it was just one of those things, like i i i wanted to I want to read the comic. I've had it on my list for a long time, but I read it in the context knowing like Garth Ennis hates. It's popcorn stuff, bro. Yeah. It's popcorn stuff. Don't go in there looking for anything yeah. deeper than what's, what's yeah, yeah. on the page. Like, I know, like, I know, but I know that he hates what he's, like, I know that this is meant to make fun, to take the piss out of what everyone else is doing at the time. So I just, I always feel weird seeing the tv show getting taken so seriously because it's like a thing it's just like a thing it's like they're taking a piss out like you're taking this thing so seriously like you are the people they were making fun of like in the mirror yeah. like originally yeah. it's crazy to see it coming it's full circle like that to me that's what puts me off like it's not even that it, i hate it it just feels weird watching it happen from the outside like no. you know what no but you know what's interesting about that it kind of reminds me of um, Viva Vendetta, right? So Viva Vendetta, the film, like shows um, street corners that are monitored twenty four seven with cameras and stuff, right? Yeah. And um, obviously, you get that subplot about like um, this like false flag Saint Mary situation that allows the country to, to then have like all this power and stuff. And I remember at the time, a lot of people were like, "Oh my god." you know, Patriot Act, 9-11, because there was also a bunch of, you know, conspiracy theories regarding that. And, um, you know, what this country could have done to itself in order to amass power or gain, you know, um, worldwide sympathy, et cetera, and so forth. But then I was like, but this comic was written in the 80s. Yeah. Like this, this, <laughs> he was jumping to what he believed to be preposterous conclusions. And I, I can help but feel like the, a little bit of that happened with the boys where it was written not to be taken seriously because it was supposed to be so much of a parody. So yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? And we've only gotten closer. <laughs> so then they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck. Do we keep acting like this is a joke or do we say we shouldn't have never gotten this far? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so it's. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think it's so interesting how that happened because I do agree with you. When you read the when you read it, it's it's there for it to be there. You can clearly it's heavy handed what it's trying to say, and it, it, I don't even say it, it's heavy handed like it's not enjoyable. I'm just saying you you get it, you know. Um, where now they've brought, like I said, some more truth to this kind of stuff that they're depicting. But what's also interesting is while a certain side will be very upset over a certain depiction of you know their politics etc and so forth they kind of play it both ways there's a lot of stuff being made fun of about 
how one of the heroes comes out as gay and instantly they want to brand that character as a gay icon and they want to make like gay um lasagna like they want to make a gay branded lasagna <laughs> for this for this character and a bunch of other pr pride wipes and pride foods and all this other kind of stuff um and whether or not any of that is is in the best interest of you know those people or whether it's just a corporation trying to go and get money um all of that stuff is kind of tied up into all this stuff so most recently without spoiling things too crazily um homelander like i said this vision of america this like unhinged <laughs> way too powerful uh, kind of just built in a lab uh you know characterization of america he has a very vicious fan base but also has detractors and at one point he is attacked in the street and he basically uh just lasers that man to death and it's a very poignant scene because it gets real quiet but his um supporters are around him and they begin to slowly clap and he just kind of looks around like oh shit like <laughs> 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 wait a minute um and a lot of people were pointing to a certain politician saying that he could just walk up in Times Square and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, right? Whatever, and, and no yeah. one would, no one would do anything about it. Um, at what point do you think putting a lampshade on some of these problems isn't enough? Do you think we could just keep doing this forever, or at one point does something have to give with some of these things that we are? I don't think anything ever gives, unfortunately. I think if you look at if you one of the things I find, like you said, like if you if you pay enough attention, you start to by default become a bit of a historian. So I kind of look back and I in a lot of different media, and I just see the same cautionary tales, you know, told over and over a generation, over after generation after generation, and it's like yeah. you know everybody always has a commentary about how oh man that was so good or they had such a great thing to say or you know wow blade runner aren't you uh, how does it feel <laughs> running to your death you know how does it feel being the one uh discriminated against like you're the robot now like you know right, all these yeah, things yeah. over and over and over again nothing's going to change unfortunately but we have to keep telling these stories because we have to keep on inspiring people and we have to keep on letting them know that other people are thinking the way they think or we kind of have to spark yeah, some yeah. fires in their in their in their little hearts and when it comes to younger people, just like get, to make them think, just just yeah. so that they can think. Because even if you don't change the way things work, you're gonna change the way people work. And I mean, that's enough for me, right? Save one if you can. Yeah, yeah, save save one. No, you're a hundred percent right. Because like I said again, I was able to see Cap in a different light by what he was able to represent, and obviously, all that stuff is layered in actual real life consequences with what america was going through at the time but i just needed the seed right i just needed to see the seed yep. doubt that everything i have been told is exactly how it want how how exactly how it wound it up uh for me to then want to go and and seek more truth and i don't think there's anything unpatriotic about that you know um not at all i, I mean that's more patriotic than anything i think the freedom think? to look for the truth <laughs> I feel like that's something we were founded on, but whatever.
<laughs> another, another hero I see oftentimes shown in an American flag. I don't know whether or not you'd consider this a American hero. What do you think about calling Spider-Man an American hero? I feel like Spider-Man is he's such a big it's like calling mickey mouse an american an american hero not a hero uh, but icon, like an, icon. An american icon like the cheeseburger yeah <laughs> like yeah. Mickey yeah, yeah, mouse, yeah spider-man the cheeseburger the american pie that's, that's, the, holy tri- that's the holy trilogy yeah. <laughs> holy trinity the cheeseburger mickey mouse and spider-man <laughs> you have some in exodia <laughs> They're they're definitely they're definitely like dripping in the in the DNA of America, Spider Man specifically. How many of throughout his entire history and publication, he is constantly changed with America's times, addressed America's issues, dealt yeah. with them head on when nobody else was dealing with it head on, when they were scared to deal with things head on. They had Spider Man in the front line. Yep, Spider-Man yep. is very American and he doesn't even have, even when he's not wearing red, white and blue, you know. <laughs> yeah, literally walking out there red, white and blue. And Peter Parker is the American dream. Picked up by his bootstraps, his own hard work, ingenuity, you know, was able to uh, get by, eventually ends up owning his own business at a certain point, you know. I think about uh, Spider-Man the movie. 2002 coming out right after uh the september 11th attacks and being yeah. like america's first real hug from hollywood like it's all yeah be okay like spider-man's here he's in front of the flag and he has that flag, <laughs> scene of the American flag and it's like spider-man's here for you like everything's gonna be okay he was the first hero to greet us like after yeah september yeah 100 percent. i also remember people looking trying to look for the twin towers in his eyes because at one point there was like a poster or something like that where he's yeah. looking and you can see him in his eye because yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in the poster yeah. <laughs> they were there. Um, but yeah, I often also think about the comic that came out around that time when Spider-Man looking over the uh, ruins. The, rep- the ruins, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Ground Zero. Very, very poignant moment uh, with that hero there. I He doesn't outwardly, you know, wave the flag, but I do think that the best parts of Spider-Man are the best parts of America, you know, if you want to think about um, what America can be, it, it should be kind, it should be kind of jokey. Like you said, all American, like a cheeseburger, he's not perfect, but he tries. And that's the America I kind of want. I think it's the same thing with Cap. It's like, Cap's not perfect, but he will try something as opposed to everyone not trying anything and complaining about the same issues. He's going to try. Um, and if he messes up, he'll say he messed up. He'll be like, uh, th- th- that kind of sucks. I think we're not great at that yet. We're still yeah. young, so we're still at the point when we mess up, we try to just bury it. <laughs> we have a lot of graves uh, where uh-huh. you know we could we could reach some real reconciliation by just acknowledging uh, you know some of the stuff that we've done, I guess, on occasion. I feel like uh, sometimes, like I know we're looking at uh, some peop- some characters in specific in particular but i feel like the entire just a whole superhero genre <clears throat> yeah is it's just so american you know it's just so america in itself i mean beyond being an actual creation from this side of the world yeah yeah like, it's it's such an american thing and then even now even today like the hollywoodization if that's a word i probably made that up of superheroes it's like just the next level of american capitalism <laughs> like we just 
it just it it parodied itself it went all the way around <laughs> it went all the way back around um because now sometimes people are talking about that there's that it's lacking that same social awareness and then when we try to put that social awareness in now a lot of people don't much. like it I yeah <laughs> like what's going you on you gotta here? you gotta stop i just feel like we gotta stop listening to these folks and just see just do what we do yeah. put the movies out there put the freaking commercials on tv and see what happens just forget it forget these social arguments and forget trying to address that audience you got your test audiences you, you've been doing it one way for years you pay 30 people to watch a movie you survey them at the end of it take their advice they got paid for it you like get that's off the it. internet <laughs> that's that's also true um what do you think about teams like the u.s avengers or the jla in the new 52 that are more government founded uh, heroes as time moves on right we're no longer they (laughs) we are no longer like just the big blue good guy right it is a little great right so i feel like that has to be addressed that's just how we do things here like that's just how comics work if you change the way comics work you've lost the entire essence you can't not address these socio-political issues you just they have to this is what comics were made for you cannot take that away or claim that it's too political it's too much i came here to escape uh yeah i don't know what to tell you because this has never been a place of complete escape this is a place where you can escape to see somebody fix the problem in a way that you can't like right, they're right. gonna but the fly. problem is usually real yeah. you know yeah you know sometimes it's a dragon and sometimes it's discrimination <laughs> yeah, it's, sometimes, sometimes it's a wizard other times it's a drunk dad you know like, yeah it happens. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think superman in that first issue stopped an abusive husband yeah you first, did. You know? <laughs> there's some great great stories of superman just like uh, solving things without his hands because he can. I always think of that that one viral story from like last year, the little boy with the black eye, and Superman just happens to walk by and he sees him. He asks the kid, "What happened?" And he's like, "And Daddy got angry." And Superman just he's the angriest he's ever been. And like, not again! <laughs> yeah. I, will, like, I will literally melt your penis. Do you yeah, understand? Man. That's which that that one hundred percent should be the the price one pays in that situation <laughs> for that kind of stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I I think of I think it's a few good men like the the whole idea that you know the senior officer kind of laughs at the younger one for like oh you really don't get like what we do here like we there's a lot of America that's kept safe because of the dark things done behind closed doors with government agents and sometimes black op teams you know <laughs> and we get to kind of sit in the ignorance of it because they're doing that. And to a lot of people, those actions are justified so long as we're able to have this slice of of life, you know? So it it makes sense that the comics would operate similarly where it's like, well, yeah, you have the goody two-shoes Avengers that are out there smiling and stuff like that. But then you also have the U.S. Avengers who a lot of them have some dirt underneath their nails and have no qualms about doing things that perhaps Cap won't. Similarly, with with Waller's JSA, it's like we we need an American team in case that other team goes rogue. And again, we're we're such a paranoid nation. Like we're like three hundred years old, I think. And we're just yeah. like super scared. 
Cause, but we're also super scared because we walked down the hallways and we slapped everybody. And then <laughs> when we said, and we said, y'all spitting their lunch and kicked the <laughs> trays over. And... Yeah, we did a bunch of that mom, stuff. Mom, they're like, mom, mom, yeah. they're coming to get me. <laughs> yeah, we were the freshmen doing that shit. <laughs> we came in <laughs> for an exchange and started knocking shit over. Uh, so yeah, the country has made obviously some enemies, foreign and domestic. Um, it's always looked, I, I think for the most part, we've come closer to understanding and changing some of the aspects of how we present America, because I do think with the outbreak of the internet and more people talking to each other across the globe, the story starting to unravel a little bit. Does that mean we get another story? How does this, how does this oh, no, work? much like much like every comic continuity, you deal with the retcons as they come. You know, uh, you come yeah. back and you realize, like, oh, so that's how that happened. Now let me adjust my version of history. I gotta take that fucking quilt patch off the quilt and put in yeah. a new one with a noose <laughs> on it. This is horrible. No, it makes sense though because I think that's what happened with um, all men are created equal. Right. Yeah. I think people say that now and there's always an asterisk because they oh, yeah. know what it, <laughs> what it really was. You know, no one says that now blindly. And it's like, yeah, that totally went down that way. Everyone says all men are created equal, but they had slaves. And, you know, they that's, all men are created equal in tears. They were equally created yes. as slaves. Some were equally yes. created as farmers. I was equally created as a rich white man. Right. <laughs> separate, separate, but equal, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's America. We're, <laughs> we're we're a young country, but we still have room to grow. We just have to acknowledge the mistakes that we've made in order to move forward. If we never acknowledge the atrocities that we've committed uh, so that we can become one of the most powerful countries in the world, I just think that's where the unrest settles. I often equate it to um, a cheater in a relationship. Like... I feel like America cheated on certain members of its society. It promised one thing, uh, openly cheated on them. And I think certain groups just want the acknowledgement that the cheating happened. You know, just say the cheating yeah. happened and then we can start talking about what we're going to do after the fact. And people keep going, well, it didn't really happen. And the cheating wasn't that bad. So, like, <laughs> well, I don't know why people keep bringing up this cheating. And it's like, <laughs> We have to, for years, you said it didn't happen. We all know it happened. Can we just all acknowledge what, what, what's gone on so that we can turn around and try to fix it? Um, I still think there's time, but you know, who knows, right? Um, I am looking through here. Yeah, I tried to originally, like I said, go through a screen rant article for patriotic heroes and it was giving me rick grimes and <laughs> a bunch of other uh How is that? what is their what is their criteria like patriotic towards america like what is what are they let's, on about let's see the forthcoming heroes may not wield indestructible shields gleaming with red white and blue rockets red glare but they have proven to love their countries with a ferocity that can only be described as admirable. Lucifer, I don't though? think that that's Rick Grimes. <laughs> I don't think that's Lucifer. <laughs> I don't think that's Rick. I don't think that that's Rick Grimes. 
Uh, you could throw Battlestar up there if you want to. U.S. Sure, agent. I get U.S. agent for sure. I mean, it's in his name. Yeah. <laughs> Someone on this list is Iron Patriot, and I don't think that was any of that. I even think that it was... Uh, Iron, <laughs> Iron Patriot like wasn't just Kang? <laughs> no, no, no right. that's Iron Lad. Iron Lad. No. no, Iron Patriot was fucking Norman Osborn. Yeah, and that was like... Wasn't that like a marketing thing? No, I he was, that was like a he was straight up evil and nobody ever called him Iron Patriot. He called himself that. Right, because he's like, Well, <laughs> we need this team needs an Iron Man and a Captain America. I'll just do both. And you know, the, the marketing team said to these red, white, and blue colors, like he's he never once was like America. Like he wasn't He was he was he was representing an evil American government. So I guess if that's what they think patriotism is, then I can't say I argue. I I can't argue with it. I can't no. say I have a big argument against this. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Hey, I'm, I'm watching. Even have you been watching Secret Invasion? I have. I have. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil any of it. But like at one point, Brody just keeps talking about carpet bombing, and I'm like, yo, you can't just yeah. be saying that with Nilly, bro. Like, what, just, like, what are we doing? He's like, I'll bomb you, and I'll bomb you. I'm like, yo, relax, relax, relax. Um, he's really antagonistic. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I did. Go ahead, brother. No, I was gonna say I actually don't hate this show. Like I'm really enjoying it. I don't see what. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, maybe it might fall on its face before it's over, but we will see. Oh yeah, well, we definitely will. Um, I just quickly want to acknowledge the other Captain Americas. You know, Bucky sam yeah isaiah yeah. um i really like the isaiah bradley story that they came up with where you know he was able to don his version of the captain america moniker but seemingly punished for it something that they play around with in falcon and the winter soldier um but the sam stuff is what really kind of got to me reading that i was a bit disheartened by how you know the in-universe uh <laughs> america did not take to sam and I'm guessing that was parroting the actual America yeah. not taking to Sam. Uh, I really saw it coming. Like you can see it coming based on how people react. Like there's always an intense reaction. Sometimes you just know uh, when it kind of, like look at Miles, look at Kamala, look at any any time they introduce a new character of color or a new person or a new woman. Oh no, women bad. Yeah. It's it was it was wild though. It was wild though for them to like try to do it line wide. Like, that was kind of crazy. No, that was that was that was that was a bad. That was just a bad idea altogether. Like, why don't we kill everybody who matters and then replace them with children and women? And it's like yeah, that's minorities fine. and women. That's fine, but like one at a time and over like ten years. Jay, yes. why are you gonna try to do it all at once like that? He threw everybody off and you kind of gave a lot of characters a bad name for no reason. Like X twenty three is Wolverine. I had to I had to fight off a dude who's like a good friend of mine who was like, Man, and I ate them comics, they turned Wolverine into a woman. And I was like, What dog? No, like actually, that's his daughter. Yeah, like, that's actually. his daughter. You, <laughs> You wouldn't, let his, you, you wouldn't let your daughter wear your name? Like, Superman can be John Ken and Batman can be Damian Wayne, but, like, Wolverine can't be Laura? Get out of here. No. Yeah, no, that's not allowed. Um, I, That's why I like the JSA and even the All-Star Squadron. Like, I like, I like this idea, and DC kind of popularized it with Legacy Heroes. 
um, because they are able to have more modern takes on what it means to be American, what it means to defend America, et cetera, and so forth, as opposed to, and there's nothing wrong with those golden age ideals, but things have to progress. They have to evolve. Um, and I think that creating new heroes in that light helps. Obviously, they try to do a whole host of new sort of um, diverse Captain Americas. Did you see the, like the Native American cap? Oh, I saw there a was bit. a multiverse cap book and there was a bunch of captain americas on like a team like a core like a captain yeah. america core cap core yeah but um i know i i haven't read it myself i mean ultimately i think that the legacy character thing is just a good way to update some of these characters like i think of superman and john kent like john kent is a bisexual man he's got a boyfriend he is superman there is a yeah. bisexual superman book that you can read where yep. Superman has to deal with the problems of a bisexual person while also mm -hmm. dealing with like Bruno Mannheims and the fucking all the bad guys of Metropolis. Yeah. But you got that book for that person and you don't take that book away from the person who doesn't live that life. So you still got the normal Superman for them to read. I can say normal. That's a bad word. I get what um, you, you mean. Standard. Original. Standard, standard or whatever. The default. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I just thought of this I don't know if it could be to any use of that John Kent Superman book, but um, uh, Tom Taylor by Zorro. I don't know if oh it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know. Me if no that like man. Help. Me no like women. <laughs> me no like everyone. <laughs> me no. Me, me no take everything I can get. <laughs> just just try to see what you can do with that taylor um but yeah i don't think uh i think for a while these superman cat parodies are going to continue until we kind of get it right <laughs> what, we're, what we're trying to do here um and not to be all doom and gloom but we are a country right now that is incredibly divisive uh, money's being made on both sides to kind of enrage people towards other people's uh, stances towards things and i don't even say like i know there's a whole thing about like um you know we shouldn't let our our beliefs and stuff separate us but some like some of these beliefs are like about human rights and shit so it's like <laughs> that kind of stuff i'm down to kind of at least be a little bit separated on if you can't agree about basic human rights and whether or not certain people are allowed to live and be comfortable and etc and so forth but we're a nation, hopefully, constantly trying to progress, um, and this is a podcast that is ultimately always trying <laughs> to progress. So hopefully, just, in in that line, we both uh, continue to uh, move forward. Because I don't think we'll be seeing many new patriotic superheroes. We might I think see we'll some. Do they'll be a little morally gray? They might have some lessons to learn. <laughs> like they can't have to come out straight out the bag. Like they might right. come out of the bag patriotic, but they're gonna have to learn. Like, no, this actually is not okay. <laughs> you have so to change. So, the I guess like that's the loaded question. Is that a bad thing? Right? Like, no. yeah, we don't have that gleam and that that you know the rocket's red glare in our eyes anymore. Uh, have we? Have we? Have we lost that? Or can we become something better with the truth? I think I think it's important to become something better with the truth because a lie can only take you so far. I think 
empires only last as long as they last and they need to be built on strong foundations or they fall yeah. apart uh we have a lot of we we personally i'm not big into the like i know it's like it's the fourth of july but i'm just i'm always weird about like countries and borders and stuff because i'm like it's all a giant rock you all named it yourself we're all freaking you're all freaking stupid yeah but, uh, <laughs> on this rock we keep teaching ourselves a bunch of really backwards things and it just would be kind if we it, it would be really cool if our younger generation started leaning a little more towards compassion and uh you know uh, empathy the way we have been because i mean even if you don't change everybody's mind even if you still have people learning the wrong lessons eventually these people these people with these ideals that we're learning now will be in power <laughs> like these will be yeah. the people who eventually become our leaders and our teachers and our doctors yeah. and and slowly but surely if everything won't change like we will never like i don't it's just you know how the multiverse works. Like, there's a billion timelines, yeah, yeah. and every possible thing that can happen has happened. Well, there's seven billion people on Earth. Like every possible thought has been thought. Every possible action has been made. <laughs> like yeah. there's yeah. 325 million people in this country alone. That we will never be on a singular page. Not at right. all. We just won't. But if we can just lean in the direction, if we can always strive towards it, at the very least. We will be okay. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, and I hope to see you guys in that future. So you guys got to make sure that you are listening to us each and every week. This is a bit of a short one this week, but we wanted to do a little bit of a celebration of all things patriotic characters. Um, but yeah, man, I I think it's an interesting conversation to have because I do think a lot of people want to have pride in things but it's important to to have the right sort of pride in things sometimes um people think you know to light one candle is to curse all the other ones and we as a country sometimes have been very right <laughs> like hey number one screw everybody else etc and so forth um but i think we're all a bit more similar than we like to admit even if we speak different languages eat different foods uh, come from different cultures and this country was once um you know that's one of the things that it would proudly exclaim is that we were parts we were basically stitched like you said like a quilt all parts of different cultures and people religions and and um backgrounds to make this united states and I feel like right now we're getting to a point where people are like kind of terrified at, at how much we can change because it means that it's not the America they remember. But I don't think that was ever the yeah. plan. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> right? I, that, I don't think I, that's I, the plan. I really feel like, I mean, having come from New York City, I just feel like there is, you know, there are places where the America that we imagine that melting pot where all the cultures kind of exist together. Like I've seen it i've seen yeah. it i've lived it i've lived in a place it's a utopia almost of angry people but <laughs> they they all co there's a little italy here and a little chinatown over there and we're yeah. all kind of sometimes weird about each other but we live together and we're all aware of each other's uh cultural sensitivities and we're not kind of abandoned in the middle of the country with only our own selves and our own people and our own ideas and stories to hear so like it exists <laughs> We, yeah. I've seen it. It's so wild. I, um, cause 
I, I, I lived a very similar experience in New York City growing up. And I, when I joined the military, that was the first time I had actually experienced racism, but less so malicious, more so like you were talking about ignorance. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of people would say stuff like, oh, you're Puerto Rican, you know, did you cross the border kind of stuff? I'm like, that's not how that works. That's not, it's never been how that works. I actually have citizenship, so I could moonwalk across that border and ain't nothing going to happen to me. Can't do a damn um, thing about it. You can't do a damn thing about it. You know, but like, I, I realized then, oh my gosh, people don't have my upbringing. Um, and then I would tell people, I'm like, I used to like, you know, my best friend was Dominican and we would walk down the street go to uh, this Russian spot where this guy could cut good hair, walk down, get some Chinese food, right? And then, uh, you know, hang with our Pakistani friends. Like, yeah. it was all, yeah. it was all, like, I couldn't imagine a world where it was only one culture. I, I've, I've done nothing but experience everything else. And now I, it bugs me out to think of people who have, who haven't, you know, um, some people who have never gotten out of their towns. And so if, people are saying that the migrants are taking over or whatever. <laughs> like when people start coming up with those kind of stuff, I can see that fear being instilled because you've not, you've never met these people. You've never spoken to them. You've never experienced them. And thus um, you have no empathy towards them. They're other. And I think like you say, the more we learn about all aspects of not only this country, but other ones, you start to realize how um, superficial the differences and the, um, what we how how we categorize each other really are it's all really kind of dumb everybody wants to uh everyone wants to be happy and have the freedom to be happy and no one wants a black adam too and i feel like as long as we can agree you're gonna, these confuse, pillars. you're gonna confuse the studio because they're like you said you didn't want black adam but the damn flash made less than black adam i need to know what you mean they're learning all the wrong they're learning all the wrong stuff <laughs> So statistically, they love Black Adam. <laughs> that's what statistically that's what that's they what love. this says. We gotta call the way back. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, I think we should always be in, in lockstep with uh, the future, with evolution. I know, again, some of you guys are listening to this stuff and given what's recently happened with the Supreme Court, it's not a lot of people loving what's going on in America right now. Uh, we're in the middle of, uh, we're about to be in the middle of another election, which is always fun, 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 fun stuff. Um, but I like to, don't lose sight of what America can be. And if your America, in your mind, is any place where people other than you are treated unfairly, then that's not the America that not only that I believe in, but I don't think that's a, an America that exists. I think it becomes a different country at that point. And I'm not willing to see where that goes. As someone who fought for this country, I will continue to fight at least from this chair uh, off for the ideals that I believe in and the ideals that I think many of our families believed in when they came in, when they came here for the, in the first place. Um, I love, the life that I live and I have the freedom to live that life, but it's not hating that to suggest that things can change and things can improve and things can get better. Um, we would, we hope to continue this podcast each and every week and we hope that it gets better. So I think it's not much to ask for the country to do the same, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this podcast 
which we've been doing as a labor of love is marching towards episode 300 there's episode Whoa. 288 uh so yeah go back check out some of our other episodes um if you dig our conversation about sam wilson we've covered the sam wilson captain america comics we've covered we've covered certain captain america um films the, the live action ones we talk a bit about nuke and born again we do an entire star girl uh, i believe seasons one and two recap we did a recap on peacemaker so almost everything that we've spoken about today we've spoken about in long form um elsewhere so go back and check all that stuff out but you can check out everything that we do at comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, our articles. It's where you can get to our Patreon by hitting that support CBC button. It'll take you to our patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month. You can help support us here so we can afford the hardware and the software that uh, it takes to give you guys content free of charge. Um, there's been a bunch of stuff happening in the back end of CBC that's seemingly evening out. The tidal waves are evening out. So I hope to be uh, getting back to making uh, some original content soon. I'm su super excited about it. Uh, so just make sure that you're following us wherever we are. That's facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're at Major Issue CBC on Twitter and at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. I put up that, um, I'm, I, I'm at the Don CBC on TikTok and I put up that video of Michael Keaton, people talking shit about Michael Keaton being Batman. And that thing's at like 30,000 views or Damn. something like that. <laughs> it's far and away the most uh, popular thing I've posted and I did not make it. So I, I just like <laughs> that people are, are seeing how you say. Like the more things change, the more things stay the same. People could not stand the idea of him as Batman. Just same way that people are recently uh, saying some ridiculous things about the recent casting of superman and um lois lane the most ridiculous one i saw being retweeted by friend of the show uh the aspiring kryptonian tasman uh she reposted you know kind of to debate someone had posted a picture of rachel brosnahan i got i think that's how i'm saying it yeah and was like and was like, <laughs> and was like our, our first unattractive lois lane oh no god and i was like what <laughs> Like, you want to talk about bad takes bro like you want to talk about I like mean, just... what's, the, what's even the point of saying things like that like i mean beyond just being an asshole i mean what's even the point what are we looking for out of lois lane that's really exactly what tasman had said dog. yeah that's what that's what tasman <laughs> had eventually said she was like they don't cast lois lane for her to be the most beautiful woman in the world i mean she yeah. is often on occasion beautiful but that's the you know that's a that's sprinkles that's that's a cherry yeah. on top they're they're looking for a type of character <laughs> in this and again just to see like that is just like gosh you know maybe thanos was right but <laughs> but uh yeah man just keep calm carry on follow all things comic book click wherever we are um like i said you could join our patreon and uh, support us that way you can buy merchandise at comicbookclick.com uh exclusively made by me so we can get a kickback that way but if you want to do something free of charge just tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast or even better rate and review us on itunes because it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters grow our audience and find out what you like and what you don't 
um, give us five stars and we will start appearing on other people's um, podcast players of choice as a recommendation. Um, you know, we're five star men and we want this to be a five star cast. So uh, let's get there and we get there with your help. Um, but even with everything that I'm doing over here, as far as comic book click is concerned, I know you got some big things cooking over there on your side. Yogi, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can always find me over on Twitter at Dirt Sheet Radio. We want to be moving over to the new Twitter <laughs> threads. Uh, so you can find us there at Dirt Sheet Radio when they open. Uh, I'll be sure to <laughs> make it on the day so that the name can't get stolen. I, was, I also want to see if I can just make like at Jonathan. Like I'm never there early enough to make All right. Me. It could just be your name. So you don't have <laughs> to be really... at the real yeah, Jonathan right? one. That'd be cool. I want to see if I can get him first. I want to take it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was at the point where it's like at the real underscore dirt sheet yeah. radio one. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> official dirt sheet radio slash comma. Nah, I right, can right. find us on there when it's out. Uh, we'll probably talk again before then. Find us on Facebook, dirt sheet yep, radio. Yep. And I mean, go listen to the Dirty Radio podcast if you're into pro wrestling. We talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's it's always a fun time. Again, those uh, the link to the Facebook will be on in the description of this episode in the show notes so if you want to just find them quick you can hit yeah. that link but again dirt sheet radio just google really? it they're, they're at that level people they're googleable you could, which is always you could great. google it now it's just crazy i was like what the heck i love it and five minutes it. ago literally five minutes ago we came off a three month long shadow bed so you might actually just see us on your feet again <laughs> it's been rough yeah they can't keep y'all down though no, they, they can't. can't yeah. They down. really can't. God damn it, they can't. <laughs> they can't. And we uh we finna take over threads. So it's one step yes. at a time. <laughs> Follow uh comic book click wherever you can. Support Dirt Sheet Radio wherever you can. Um, but uh yeah, we are going to light this firework and take off. My name is George Serrano, aka the Don. This is John Escudero, aka Yogi. And this has been our 4th of July special, Patriotic Characters. And remember, whether you're a super soldier, a big blue boy scout, a peacemaker, or just a patriot, it's liberty and justice for all. It's one nation, indivisible. These colors don't run, but we got to. So always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>